0: and welcome once again to the Past Voices Podcast. I'm Ben Lane, history teacher at the Gilbert School and today for you we have a bit of a bumper edition with two topics being discussed. First off we have Charlie, Ivan and Sam from Year 7 who are going to talk about public executions and also from Year 7, Edward and Dylan who are going to talk about the RAF. As always you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Past Voices Pod, it's pastvoicespod.com at gmail.com or you can go to pastvoices.org on them internets to get hold of us if you want to submit a story be interviewed that's how you do it so without any further ado here is our first topic on public execution take it away boys
1: hi my name is charlie i am in year seven
2: hi i'm ivan and i'm in year seven
1: hi i'm sam and i'm also in year seven
0: Lovely. Thank you, gents. Right, so why have you decided to choose public executions?
2: It's a very unique topic, and it's something interesting for viewers.
1: Yeah, me and Ivan sort of have slightly more execution and trial sort of tainted towards ancestors since my uh, great-great and so on. I think it was an uncle was one of the executioners of Charles I.
0: All right, boys. First question, why public executions?
1: Well, they used to make them public as, like, either a warning for other people not to make the same mistake as the person who got executed did, or it can sort of um, make them sort of... Well, it gives them discipline, almost, so they know... Not to do it or they'll get killed.
0: Okay then. Um, now, it wasn't as simple as just having the same execution for uh, everybody. So so why did they have different methods of execution for different types of people?
2: It usually depended on their importance. We have some examples. If they were, say, poor, then they could have been hang, hung. If they were more important, they were more likely to be beheaded. And if, or most women were thought to be witches, they were either drowned, and if they got through that, burned.
0: That is absolutely true. Although I'm going to throw in a little history teacher curveball. Did you know that they only got burned in Europe? In England, they never got burned for being witches. They got drowned, but never burned. Da, da, da. It's a bit big news round here, isn't it, witches? Because you've had um, yeah. Matthew Hopkins knocking around in, in uh, Manningtree, was it? Anyone? Manning Tree? Was it Manning Tree, Matthew Hopkins? We'll go with Manning Tree. Anyway, uh, right now, you've got some local examples here, as again, Colchester is quite the historical place. So, uh, who are our local examples, and do you know anything about them?
1: One of the local examples are Sir Charles Lucas, and another one is Sir George Lissell.
0: Yeah, I think it might be pronounced Lyle. I think it's Sir George Lyle. It's, it's spout list, isn't it? All right, and finally then, chaps, why did we in this country go from having um, public executions to private executions?
1: Well, the thing is, nowadays, no one really wants to either be known for killing someone or no one wants to know that someone has been killed. Because nowadays, say if they were doing like the lethal injection, they'd always have three scientists with three buttons, and no one knows which button does the lethal injection. So no one actually knows who who, who kills the the guy who needs to be killed.
0: Hmm. Okay. So so that's um, so that'd be in America, right? The public uh, the um, lethal injection as well, because we don't do that anymore. We got rid of the um, well, we got rid of executions in the in the sixties. Right, and boys. Now we've just had ourselves a little discussion off the mic there about favourite methods of execution, if that's the right kind of terminology. So, um, and you've decided on the guillotine being the most interesting one. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Over the years, it's just evolved, as you could say with an animal or human, as a working mechanism, and it's just got more interesting it's quite clever how in medieval
1: times they managed to sort of fix that up so the executioner would have to do nothing more than sort of let go of a rope instead of them having to heave a huge axe over their head and chop the, uh, and chop the person's head off they just had to release this and it was just really clever how it worked and I think that's why we were sort of more attracted to it.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair enough, because um, you wouldn't have uh, needed to have any sort of special skill, would you to be the executioner of the guillotine, you've just got to yank the rope,
1: well,
0: and there it comes.
1: You'd have to be like pretty strong, because you'd have to heave this really heavy hunk of metal up to the top, yeah. but then after that, it's really quite simple, you just sort of let it go, and then the person's head's
2: gone.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> the person's head's gone you're absolutely right oh go for it facts go for it
2: usually the people last i think it was four seconds after they're dead like after their heads off. oh well,
0: technically they're still alive right yeah. Oh, okay yeah 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 that's mad isn't it um yeah so when they use them france or when where do they use them in france was it, it
2: was in the revolution yes
0: good yeah, in the revolution, that's right. It chopped off a whole bunch of heads. And then even after the revolution. They, off the guy he it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. They did. Fantastic. Lol, gents, thank you very much indeed. You wanna say cheery bye to the people listening? Bye. See you. Thank you. Bye. now, here's Edward and Dylan with their topic on the RAF.
3: Hello, my name is Edward Coombs. And my name is Dylan Manning.
0: Fantastic. Now, Edward, before we continue, I can't help but notice there, you've got a Gilbertian badge. Now, for people who don't know what a Gilbertian badge is, it is literally as high as you can go with regards to uh, rewards here at the Gilbert School. So, um, Edward, what did you get that for?
4: I got it for doing a speech at the Open Evening.
0: A speech at Open Evening. He's very modest in front of hundreds of people that he didn't know, and he's... And you're 11 years old? Yeah. 11 years old. Incredible stuff. All right, gents, so before we get started with the questions, why the RAF?
4: Um, because it is a topic I'm fascinated with, and I um, plan to study in the future. And um,
3: what... Well, we thought it was pretty
4: on topic with um, what
3: Trump's doing right now, so...
0: Oh, OK. How did you link the RAF to Trump?
3: Well, he's technically starting some sort of war between Korea. So.
0: Well, let's hope not. Eh? Let's hope he doesn't actually trigger a war. OK, so obviously the RAF is most famous for the Battle of Britain, which took place in the summer of 1940. So just how you've... Yeah, so just how bad was the Battle of Britain for the RAF?
4: Well, it was very hard work. They had to defend the skies from... Uh, air- air attacks pretty much every day. During the Blitz, which was a, peri- it, it was a period where there was non-stop night air raids for, I think, 49 days. Right. And um, the, also, it was a test of um, the RF
3: strength um, and the um, German... Luftwaffe? Yeah, the Luftwaffe. Yeah. Um, the German Air Force... Um well it was trying to obliterate higher. Yeah. So yeah, it's a
0: tough time like Edward said. It was a tough time, and one of the reasons why the Luftwaffe had to change their tactics and start bombing uh cities was because they could not really defeat yeah. the RAF. Yeah, fantastic. Alright, brilliant. Now um sort of that was obviously World War Two. Uh, now I didn't know this when I was at school. I just assumed the RAF had always been a thing. But when was the RAF formed?
4: Well, well the RAF was not actually always called the RAF. Before, um, before that, it was called the RFC, the Royal Flying Corps. It was changed to the RAF uh, in 1920 due to uh, because the uh, RFC and. It's another RF thing, Uh, or I don't actually know. Well, originally the RF
3: was made um, on April um, 1918, um, and it took its place as a separate um, military force and the British Army and the British Navy.
0: Yeah, that's right, because it was part of the army, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. before was it, was it the Fleet Air Arm or something like that it might have been called? A, I, my, my knowledge on that is, is pretty, uh, pretty poor. Okay then, so uh, arguably the RAF's most famous um, airplane. Uh, what was the Supermarine Spitfire and how important was it defending the skies of Britain?
4: It was very important in defending the skies of Britain. It, it was a completely new design that could easily outskill at the German Messerschmitts, they had uh, far superior fuel tanks, therefore they could stay up in the sky longer, and their elliptical wings allowed them to to, uh, perform many, 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 many more tricks than the German Messerschmitts.
3: And nevertheless, it was um, the plane, the iconic plane, of the World
0: War II. Okay, so um, one of our f- penu- well, our penultimate question, uh, what was Operation Sea Lion?
4: Operation Sea Lion was the German Navy trying to in- invade Britain. If it was not for the British Isles, Britain would have been uh, invaded and uh, they would have lost. Operation Sea Lion was the, yeah, it was the German Navy trying to attack, but what they had to do was a uh, Messerschmitt or German Air Force had to try and obliterate the RAF because otherwise they just bombed the um, uh, uh, ships uh, while when they were coming, and about two out of two hundred and fifty would make it. All
0: right, okay. Now, Dylan, you were fuming there because you had some, <laughs> yeah. you had some stats. So, what? Uh, yeah, go for it. What is it you wanted to say?
3: Well, the German Air Force, like Edward said. Um, was um, the German trying to destroy um, the...
0: RF, sorry. Yeah, well.
3: So, the sea li- Operation Sea Lion was um, the bat- um, a battle of strength, wits, and technically courage. Right. Actually,
4: Operation Sea Lion was what Mr Hitler called the operation of invading England. It yeah. wasn't a battle that took place to try and clear the seas. So
3: they, after
0: they
3: like invaded Poland and the other countries
0: like that, Mm. they tried, yes, and then they went for England. They did, and it didn't work. And then, very stupidly, who did he try? or who did he then spend all his time invading? Yeah, Yeah. and that
4: was, and that was the beginning of the end
0: for Germany. It's true, it's true. Now, as much as Operation Sea Lion was a failure, and the and the RAF. Right, were, were instrumental in, in stopping that. The Germans technically did invade British soil. Do you know where that was?
3: Um,
0: it's, they're very
3: Edmundsy, Edmundsy
0: sorry. They're very, very close to France. Very close to France. Oh
3: no, it's in my brain.
0: No. My no.
3: no. Any ideas ever? No.
0: The, so, so the Channel Islands. So, so oh, Jersey yeah. and Guernsey and and Sark and all these other little places. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so technically the Germans did invade Britain, but hey, you know. Right, gents, is there anything else you want to? Anything else you want to add whilst whilst you're here? No. Really no. Not. Well, there is the atomic war, um, which is like when America bombed Japan. It wasn't you,
3: really an atomic
4: war. I know war. it was like the. It was like a bomb. It um, was like the end of the end.
0: And that was the US Air Force, wasn't it, rather than yeah. RAF, that one, yeah. Um,
3: I'm just trying to think what else there was. Um,
4: well, it's the motto. What
0: oh, yeah, yeah. By... What's oh, gone then. What's oh,
4: the... the RAF motto. What's the motto? It is.
0: Um... Ever yeah, before Dylan explodes, <laughs> go on, Dylan, what is it? What is it?
3: Um, the motto um, in Latin is, is per ad cast or
4: in, in English... Mm-hmm rather than Latin. It's pro struggle to the stars.
0: Fantastic.
4: And another thing I'd like to add is the part that the RAF actually played in the Dunkirk evacuation.
0: Oh, right, yeah. Um,
4: Like, it's most uh, history books that were made before 2016 um, will be quite uh, biased against the RAF um, about the part they played in um, Dunkirk evacuation. But, actually, they were playing a big part and they would not have been able to um, evacuate like um, three, uh, the 300,000 men they did. If it was not for the RAF um, who were fighting in the skies but the only planes that they could see were, were the Luftwaffe mm. um, dropping bombs on them uh, and there was like the Stuka dive bombers went down at almost a vertical angle and dropped
0: a singular bomb, and it could kill like hundreds of men. Yeah, hundreds. yeah. The whole Dunkirk thing is a bit of a mess because um, And
4: that was why they made the Dunkirk film.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean Churchill. Um, Churchill ordered that the RAF. Well, I'm not sure if he ordered it, but he, uh, you know, he, he kind of felt the evacuation of Dunkirk was a bit of a lost cause. It was like, well, we'll just get him off. You know, like, like it wasn't he worth get him wasting. Off
3: and waste- troops.
0: Yeah, wasters- or, or to waste the planes. It almost like wasn't worth, because Britain had a bit of a tough time um, you know, the production of spitfires and hurricanes and things, yeah, it increased, but uh, yeah, it, 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 it was... Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah,
4: Yeah, and it was so bad that the army didn't think that the RAF were doing anything. That's right. If, yeah. um, like, crashed RAF pilots tried to get on the boats, they weren't allowed. That's right, they
0: weren't. That is right, yeah. They, um yeah and the uh the film um yeah kind of kind of highlighted that didn't it that, that film that's come out gents thank you very much indeed it has been an absolute pleasure Well, that's just about it from Past Voices Pod. We're going to be taking a little bit of a break due to the half term. When we come back, we shall have more interviews with more Gilbertian students. And our brand new season one spectacular will finally get underway before Christmas. Watch this space. And remember, keep it history.